The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So, Bubba, did you ever, did you ever uh, coming up, you know, high school, college, that sort of thing, have a job where you made the minimum wage? I think I had a couple of jobs where I made less than the minimum wage. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We want to report anybody on the air? Uh, I don't think so, because I needed a job at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were grateful to get yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a number of jobs I had uh, paid the minimum wage. How long while you worked there did you make the minimum wage? Or did, you know, after three or six months, they see fit to give you a raise or tell you this is not for you? How did you do there? Well, I, you know, I remember, I, I think it was... Uh, was it three eighty five at one time? Sounds about right. Um, and then it had gone to four twenty five, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was really excited when I started making five bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I hit it big now. Yeah, and you know? so you worked your way up. Mm-hmm. I think in our society we use the long, the wrong uh, reference word and term to to that. Okay. Uh, I don't like minimum wage as the word. I like beginning wage. Right. So if Phil, our executive producer over there, who probably makes a little more than the minimum uh, beginning wage now by this point in his life, but if he were at this point in his life and he's still making the minimum or beginning wage, what does that say to me? Well, to me, it would say that he probably uh, needs to be making that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He hadn't progressed. If, if you can't progress on the merits that you have on your own. To right? get past the minimum? Right. Past the beginning wage? And, and in today's job market, mm-hmm. you know, I would say if he's still making minimum wage, he can go somewhere else and work mm-hmm. and probably make more. Yeah, right? or maybe he's called to do something else. Because yeah. if he's still, mm-hmm. you know, if he's been working here this long and yeah. he's still at the minimum wage, yeah, it may say something about his employer. That the guy's taking care of him and, you right. know, slave labor kind of thing or not taking care of mm-hmm. him, uh, t- you know, taking advantage of them. Um, but mostly, as you pointed out, there's such a tight labor market that people don't, you know, the, the employers don't want to keep you there. They want you to progress and to do right. well. They, they, they want you showing up every day and not mm-hmm. stealing from your employees or your other fellow employees or the employer. They, they, they want you learning more. They want to pay you more, most right. of them. Mm-hmm. So if you've been here for a while and you're still at the beginning slash minimum, uh, uh, maybe we need to talk about whether this is right for you mm-hmm. or you need to move down the street and try something else. Or you need to learn some new skills. Oh. 
you know, go to school, uh, mm -hmm. go learn how to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even go ask for a raise. Uh -huh. Or ask what you need to do right. to get a raise. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've picked on you and I've picked on Phil about your minimum wage, beginning wage experience here. I'm going to tell you mine. So I'm uh, just turned 15 years old. Uh -huh. And this is in the early, 19, early to mid-1970s. And uh, you, know, you could drive then. So my parents had this huge, uh, it was like a boat, mm -hmm. Caprice Estate Station Wagon. Okay. I mean, that, that thing was forever. Fine automobile. It was a fine automobile. Yeah. It was the first one my dad bought that had all the electric stuff. Okay. You know, electric seats and electric right. mm -hmm. windows and all that, you know. So my mother says, uh, I, I need something from the local grocery store. This is down in Grenada. And my, you know, 12 or 13-year-old brother says, I want to go with him. Mm -hmm. So he piles in over on the passenger side, and I'm driving. And I'm 15, almost 16 mm -hmm. years old. Been driving about. They turn you loose in a tank. They turn <laughs> me loose. Right. And yeah. basically something yeah. about as long as a school right. bus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm driving down Commerce Avenue. I remember it right there vividly like it was yesterday in Grenada. And the grocery store, the local kind of community neighborhood grocery store that we used was in this strip mall or in the strip center right there. Mm -hmm. So you had to pull off of this four lane hi uh, highway and, and pull into the parking lot. And it was kind of a, a, a deep turn to the right to get off. And there were a number of cars parked there mm -hmm. diagonally at an angle Right. as I pull off. Now, I'm really concerned about my rear end still sticking out in this four lanes right. of traffic behind mm -hmm. me, right? So I tell my brother, I give him one job. <laughs> and I said, you just watch. And when I'm clear of those other cars over there, you tell me and I'll gun it to pull us on up because you had to pull up a little incline to get right. into this, this parking lot. And my brother goes, you got it. And so I gunned it and I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. my, the angle was wrong. And I went, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I hit three vehicles uh -huh. before I got stopped. Now, it was with the side of my mom's vehicle, and it was into the edge of the bumpers of all these other vehicles. Right. And remember, I told you it was in the mid-70s, yeah. so most of them were made out of steel. Right. So we just kind of glanced off of them. Uh -huh. And by the time I got stopped and got out and yelled and screamed and maybe didn't say a couple Sunday school <laughs> words to my brother, right. uh, I, I get over there and I look at all those vehicles I'd hit, all three of them. And you know what? They didn't have a scratch on them. Uh-huh. I'm feeling good. They don't make them like they used they to. Don't make them like, but yeah. then I turn around and look at my mom's car. Uh -huh. And it was, you know, like two and a half doors worth <laughs> were caved in. Yeah. Uh, and I had to deal with all that. So my dad comes to me and says, uh, you know, I carry a high deductible on my car insurance. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. He said, it's $500. And I said, yeah. He said, well, you got to go get a job and pay me back for uh -huh. that. Now, in my head, I'm thinking, you're going to make money off of me uh -huh. having an accident. That's right. Something's not right about this. Uh -huh. But he was the supreme ruler you know, <laughs> of the household, and I had to do it. So I go knocking on doors, and I went down to the local Gibsons, and I went to the local hardware store and, you know, what I thought were cool jobs. And then I found out a Wendy's was coming to town, and I go down there and apply, and they hire me at the minimum starting beginning wage. Right. Within six months, I was assistant manager. Right. 
And I'll tell you why. Not necessarily because I'm the world's best uh, employee or I'm, you know, Einstein or anything. But it was because I'd been taught to show up on time. I've been taught to do what you tell me to. I am a little OCD when it comes to cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And they found out that I had the guts to talk to older people. Right. Which meant that some of these people who were on the clock with me Mm -hmm. were older than me. And I could tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you need to be running the grill and stay right. out. Uh, I know this girl yeah. over here who's running the fry machine's yeah. pretty, but you get back over to the grill. Right. right. And they found that out. And so I didn't make minimum wage very long uh-huh. because I understood the concept of minimum beginning. We're going to go to break and I'm going to come back and talk about that and what that may mean to you is motivation for you and your career here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company, our strength, your numbers. Corinth Jewelers thanks you for making us your number one jewelry source. This is Trish Parks, and we specialize in bridal. Why go out of town? Corinth Jewelers has the I Do Collection, True Romance, Allison Kaufman, Gabriel New York, and more, as seen in Allure, Vogue, and The Knot magazines. Get the best selection on prices on anything bridal locally, where we shop the top jewelry lines and bring them home to you. For all your jewelry needs, shop Corinth Jewelers for everything that sparkles. Welcome to State Farm, Mr. Murphy. What do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. This is John Oliver Windsor, a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. You have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at Law & Corinth, 662-872-0121. 
Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley, and your and uh, my co-host uh, Bubba Labus with you on this portion of the show. Brought to you by Bailey Williams Realty for uh, commercial and residential sales and leasing. See the experts at Bailey Williams Realty, Robert, and everybody there associated with the gang at Bailey Williams Realty, and you can find them at CorinthHomes.com. So, Bubba, we are talking about employment and minimum wage and what I think should be re- referred to as beginning wage. I think, it would, mm-hmm. I think it would send the right message to you. If this is the beginning wage, Bubba, then we're going to come back in two or three months here, and hopefully you've done well enough to move past mm-hmm. the beginning wage. Uh, but I do think that a way to incentivize us is to have uh, – kind of minimum starting wages for certain professions. Right. So if you were to meet with high school or college mm-hmm. kids and say, um, you know, the starting wage, the minimum wage for somebody graduating with a an accounting degree is $75,000. Yep. And the minimum wage for somebody uh, becoming a pharmacist is 125000 If we had those minimums that were – that were broadcast. Yep. I think broadcasting those minimums mm-hmm. would be more significant in our economy and in our society than broadcasting the beginning minimum wage yep. that you can start a job with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens? Well, that, that, it would give you more to aspire to, right? I'd think so. Yeah. I mean, really. Why go ahead and take calculus if you don't have to, mm-hmm. unless you heard, ooh, the beginning wage for a pharmacist is that, and right. they have to have calculus? I think I'll try it. Or if you think of it, and I'm just making up numbers here because I don't actually know these numbers to be specific, mm-hmm. but you say, all right, somebody who's cooking French fries, mm-hmm. right, is, mm-hmm. is going to make seven twenty-five an hour. Mm-hmm. But if if you go on and you become a mechanic, for instance, mm-hmm. you might be making fifteen dollars mm-hmm. as a starting wage, mm-hmm. right? I'd like for yeah. starting wages mm-hmm. in every profession to be publicized, yeah. as opposed to just the minimum wage that mm-hmm. is across the board. Um, I think that that would help our uh, um, attitude about right. work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is your wife finishes pharmacy school, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes around looking for a job. Right. And she could have a job from Walmart all the way to the local pharmacy mm-hmm. and in between clinics and hospitals sure. and a lot of places she could work. Mm-hmm. And every time she walks in, it's a mystery to her. What do y'all pay to start out? Right. Well, what do y'all pay to start out? Mm-hmm. But in order to have pharmacists, on the payroll, mm-hmm. if it was known that you got to start at least at this, it would be, I think, an incentive for people to get into these various professions. Um, but 
at at what point and at what education level when Mm. you're uh interviewing Mm -hmm. right and i'm going to say this uh in this way it's Mm -hmm. a whole lot easier to get another job if you've already got a job great right really good point so if you've already got a job you've got that stability there and then let's say that you're out interviewing for a new job Mm -hmm. and in this case let's say that you want to be a drug dealer like my wife Mm -hmm. right a pharmacist pharmacist (laughs) right and let's say, for instance, that uh, that she gets to a point uh, where she doesn't necessarily have to take what is offered. Maybe she can make, oh yeah, not necessarily a demand, but say, "This is what I will come to work for you for." Well, heck yeah! I mean, you know, there may be a minimum. It, it kind of flips the table around yeah, and says, yeah. "Yeah, you know, I've I've got this skill set, and mm-hmm. I I can do these certain things, and mm-hmm. I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hire me, this is exactly what it's going to cost." Yeah, and really and truly, that's what's happened in yeah. her career. Mm-hmm. I mean, she came out and she kind of had to take those first two or three jobs. Right, you and I did. Mm-hmm. Just about everybody did. Sure. Come out, take those first two or three jobs mm-hmm. at whatever they'd start you at. But once you get proficient at it and you get some experience and you understand all the technology associated yeah. with it, not just the chemistry and how to deal with people, and you get a little confidence. I, I was started at $30,000 as an annual salary when mm-hmm. I graduated and started working at Payne Weber, in co- UBS Payne Weber in Atlanta. In college. And, th- and that was in 2000? 2002. Okay. And that was a declining salary. Huh? Yeah. So it was annualized, and like if if the if the salary had stayed the same, then I would have made thirty thousand dollars that year. Right? Okay. So it's about six hundred bucks a month, yeah. five or, or, or a week, five right. or six hundred dollars right. a week. It's what they started. But you it was a declining salary, meaning that they expected you to produce a certain amount and start bringing in fees and commissions, and bring in fees and commissions and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, so that 30,000 at the end of year one was actually down to a $15,000 a year salary on a salary side, on a salary side. Right. So, and until eventually it all went away and it was, uh, strictly just, you know, commissions only. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And they told you this up front. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of you sign up for that. Oh yeah. I, you know, in my training class, I think there were 120 or 130, now, why in the world would you sign up for a job that the the pay's going down? Well, you know, I looked at it and saw number one, I needed a job. <laughs> number two, this was the the field that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I, I looked at the earnings potential oh. over time, and I said, you know what, I don't mind starting out on the low end here. Uh-huh. The earnings potential. Potential. So, so it yeah. wasn't necessarily about mm-hmm. this week's paycheck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you wanted one, right. and you needed one, and you deserved one. Yeah. But you were thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. See, that's my point about all this other this other talk we've done mm-hmm. about changing the reference of the minimum wage to the beginning wage. Right. Because we want you to think this is beginning. Mm-hmm. We want you to develop. We want you to come on down the line. We want you to be making more than this. Right. Because guess what? If I have to pay pay you more, it's probably because you're worth more. That's right. And you're bringing in more, mm-hmm. and you're 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 a more meaningful me, uh, uh, part of this team. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to be thinking about the future, and I think that's the reason, or it's one of my reasons for trying to talk to people about publicizing the minimum for certain professions. Mm-hmm. If we talk about you could start at this. It would encourage people to do more, to do better, to. But if if nobody's ever placed the seed of hope mm-hmm. in your mind, 
So how did you have that? How did you say, I'm not going to take a job that's 30000 and goes down. Yeah, you talk to me about mm-hmm. potential, but I need guaranteed wages. Yeah. So I'm going to go down the street, and the guy at the grocery store will give me guaranteed wages. I'll get that amount mm-hmm. every week. What was it? Was it parents? Was it college professors? Was it just your personality? I, I think it's personality, mm. you know. Uh, I, I've seen the way that some people lived, and I didn't want to live that way. And you've seen the way others live. And I saw the way that other people live. And, and wanted to live that and way. And wanted to live that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's what I did, <laughs> did to make it work out. Now, in order for all this to work, especially if you're somebody, you know, a kid like I was and you were, we were 15, mm-hmm. 16 years old and get those jobs and, you know, start at that beginning wage, that minimum wage and try to move mm-hmm. ourselves up. Uh, we also realized we needed to probably go on you alluded to this a minute ago, um, get some more certifications, get right. some more education, mm-hmm. go off to college sure, to increase our mm-hmm. potential. Yeah. Um, I think that we could do a better job in our society of encouraging that. Um, and one of the ways is around the dinner table for parents and grandparents to talk about, hey, you know, we're not beginners here. Mm-hmm. We're not minimum people here. Right. We expect a little higher standard here. Right. We want you to start at the beginning and at the minimum, but we want you to progress, including go off to college. Sure. Was it something that was expected of you? Absolutely, it was expected. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, in turn, I think I've got the same expectations of my children. Doggone it. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and whether that's college or not, that's not what I'm saying. I've got right. high expectations for them, uh-huh. you know, to be honest, mm-hmm. to be hardworking, mm-hmm. to show up on time. All the things that you said a minute ago, right? right. Absolutely. And if you've no got doubt. that going for you, and yeah. and you yeah. instill in them maybe a little bit of a drive uh-huh. to want and and desire more, yeah, then and they're going to be just fine. And then Dad brings you in, and he goes, mm-hmm. "See this piece of paper? Mm-hmm. This is your college fund, right?" Your mama and I are so committed to this standard we've mm-hmm. set to you yep. that we've put money in there. Mm-hmm. See that figure? It's got a comma right. or two. Right. That means that we've put a decent amount of money in there, and this is what we expect you to spend it on. Yep. Um, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, I want to talk about how to not only save for college, but talk about it and put that seed of hope in somebody mm-hmm. here at the Advisors Roundtable. at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. 
This is John Oliver Windsor, a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. You have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, Attorney at Law and Corinth, 662-872-0121. Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company, our strength, your numbers. Hey guys, Jerry Eskridge with Mattress Gallery. We have a $79 twin, a $149 queen, and a $299 king every day. That's what we offer at Mattress Gallery. You don't have to wait for a sale to get those bargains. Our goal is to always have a comfort level for everyone's pocketbook. We carry national brands at factory direct pricing with financing and delivery. Remember, buy your furniture from a furniture store, but buy your mattress from the Mattress Gallery. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgical weight loss today. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly Greg Cooley with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by your local State Farm agent, Penn Majors, because life happens, Penn Majors and State Farm. Bubba, we're talking about this college thing and setting a standard for uh, asking people and expecting people within your family and friends to advance themselves Mm -hmm. and to aspire to do and to be better. Um you said that it was an expectation early on for you and your family and and you've tried to instill it in your children early on you know sometimes the things we try to instill in people have to have more than just lip service right they have to have some action um so this morning i pulled up some statistics you know phil and i have decided that we're not going to totally rely on the fact that 80 86 percent of the time that you can invent them on the spot right. and so <laughs> even though you do pretty good I, i'm pretty good though you are and so i, I pulled, usually get these things you know pretty you, close you did so yeah. i i'm, I'm going to see how well we do mm-hmm. here with how um, americans and financial advisors are doing with saving for college and the conversation Ooh, okay. related right. to saving for college. Yeah. And Morningstar, mm-hmm. very reputable yeah. entity, 
did an annual analysis and a rating of college savings plan and uh, plans out mm-hmm. there and also of the assets that are in plans and the underlying sub accounts, how well they're performing and how many advisors say that it is a priority when they talk with their clients. First of all, I want to stop there. When you sit down with a new uh, client, and let's say this 35-year-old person and uh, she and her spouse come in and her spouse also works and they have a decent income and they're, they're thinking of saving and investing and some tax planning and estate planning, all that stuff. If they have children or aspire to have children, is college planning something you talk to them about? College planning is definitely something that I talk to them about. <clears throat> However, I often find... And this may lead into some of the statistics here, mm-hmm. but I often find that it's not one of the biggest priorities. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know that you know getting out of debt, saving for their own retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I would I would put you know college planning probably down on uh, on a list of five, probably four or five mm-hmm. of things that they're they're looking to address. So if you had to prioritize all the things they initially come through the door wanting yep. to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, college planning is down. I'd say it's in the bottom 20%. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, this is, these are some of the statistics that come from the study. Uh, first of all, 70% of the people who were, um, who were polled said that their advisor never brought it up. Okay. All right. So if 70% say their advisor never brought it up, what does that tell you? Uh, let me ask this. Who was polled? To begin with, does it say that? Yeah. All right. So there are 3,278 people okay. across America that have some money, whether right. it's $1 or $1 million, yep. in some kind of college and or custodial account. Okay. So these are people that have... They've saved a little. Yeah. And, and evidently have children because they've got college accounts saved up, yep, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Man, that's alarming that yeah. only 70, S- 70%, 70% did not... So they said their advisor never brought it up. Mm -hmm. So if their advisor didn't bring it up, probably didn't seem like a priority. So how are they doing it? Just haphazardly on their own? Probably because, you know, they sat around the table and she says to you, are we saving any for John Mm -hmm. Burton? Right. And you're like, well, I guess we need to. So you run down and open a savings account Mm -hmm. and put a little money in there, I guess. Or maybe you go online. And you Google college savings and right. you open a custodial mm-hmm. or a 529 plan at Schwab or Ameritrade or whatever right. on your own. Mm-hmm. But really without the advice and the direction of somebody, because 70% say they never brought it up. Right. Um, here you go. 76% are not counting on their advisor to help teach them about mm-hmm. college savings or to help allocate the money. Okay. So if 70% didn't bring it up, yep. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are not counting on you. Right. Um, here's one. 65% say they never bring it up okay. to their advisor. So it not only not a, a priority mm-hmm. to the advisor, not a priority to people. Yeah. Isn't it something that's going to come up? <laughs> yeah. Just like your car insurance <laughs> yeah. and homeowners. It, it's yeah. going it, to it's gonna be here. So why aren't advisors talking about it and why aren't people 65 percent of them say they don't consult anybody about it are we just trying to put it off put our head in the sand and 
Hopefully, Bernie Sanders gets elected and everybody gets it for free. Well, again, I think it comes down to the fact that that a lot of individuals, and and this is just my experience, Mm -hmm. have other priorities, right? Okay. So they've got, you know, debt repayments, you know, getting out of debt, saving for their own retirement, Mm -hmm. which far outweigh any kind of savings that they want to do for children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can yeah. address... i got to take care of me first before sure. I take care of somebody else. So we can address. Somebody comes into a meeting and they have those four or five yeah. priorities. Mm-hmm. Can't you address it but also get to college savings before the meeting is over? Absolutely you can. And that, which is, you know, one of the things that we try to do, um, at, you know, depending on circumstances. You know, if, if we've got a couple coming in and they've got all their children that are grown, yeah. we may not talk to them about college planning for their kids but maybe for their grandchildren oh yeah i mean even you bring it up when you're talking to grandparents Mm -hmm. right because sometimes grandparents are the source of the funding that's right or can be Mm -hmm. the source of the majority of the funding um and so uh, we need to make it somewhere on our priority Mm -hmm. list and we need to address it in some way you and I have talked about the various alternatives about how to address it. Mm-hmm. 529 plans around here. Mississippi has the impact plan where you can freeze today's uh, cost and, and pay for it based on a kind of a contract that you enter in with the, the state and you buy a certain number of semester hours. Right. Um, you can have custodial accounts, which are basically investment accounts for young people, mm-hmm. have a little bit more flexibility. Um you know, there I did. I did that in about 45 seconds. I can mm-hmm. at least throw it out there. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you throw it out there, it shows it's a priority to you. Sure. Which may mean it becomes mm-hmm. somewhere li- on my list of, pri- of my priorities. Maybe not number one. Because what do you say about financing a college education and a retirement what's that quote you might you have you can finance a college education you can't finance a retirement so i need to make my retirement a top priority top priority but i do need to. if you plan to retire you know if you plan to continue working until the day you you drop dead then right then that might be a different scenario yeah yeah well i i kind of do so mm-hmm. i can just call karen and tell her put money quit putting yeah. money in that retirement yeah. account uh-huh. no she's going to want the tax deduction right right <laughs> so, so we're, we're going to keep it mm-hmm. keep it going just because you want to work forever doesn't mean she does that's yeah. probably the truth that's probably the truth so as we look at college savings and bringing it up and talking uh, to people about it and setting as a priority and making it part of our standard mm-hmm. I think it needs to come from parents and advisors. Mm-hmm. If it comes from a parent, if if Phil's parent is always on him about we're going to college and I'm saving for college, how do you as an advisor help him really nail that in as a priority to the family? Do you bring the kid in sometime? Absolutely. Uh, so you do it a number of ways. You, you, you try to figure out what anticipated – um, involvement the parent's going to have in college, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, does the parent intend to pay 100% for college? Mm. Does the parent intend to encourage them to go to college and help them co-sign on loans mm. or pay for half of it or encourage them to go to college, but you know they did it on their own and mm-hmm. they think that their kids ought to do it on their own? Mm. You know? 
Um, so, so you see a variety of answers when you ask people I, that? I see a, a, a wide variety of answers when it comes to that. Now, some of that is philosophical. Mm-hmm. Some of it is you think that's your responsibility to get them as much education as you can possibly get them before yep. you turn them loose in mm-hmm. the world. And you see it's your responsibility to pay for it. Right. Some people look at it that sure. way. Other people think, hey, I got you here. Mm-hmm. I helped raise you. You're becoming an adult. You're 18 yep. to 20 years old. Right. And, um, you know, I'm going to help facilitate. But mom and I, we're just not in a situation mm-hmm. where either, it, either it's not a priority, we don't see it as our responsibility, or we can't afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really where my parents were. My parents were at the point where they got me to about 18 years old. And my dad calls me in and said, dude. You know, I hope you yeah. get as much college education mm-hmm. as you can. Here's your three yeah. or four phone numbers of people right. you can possibly get jobs with in various uh, towns. Right. And, you know, your mom and I are here to support you, and we expect mm-hmm. you to finish this. Right. Um, but we haven't had enough money mm-hmm. coming into the house to raise three kids and buy three cars right. and do all that stuff and mm-hmm. have a college account. Good luck. Sure. Huh? Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate him being honest with me, but, you know, I had to go off and do this scholarship and work part-time and have a, a loan here and there. Right. So some people see it that way. Uh, some people see it as your responsibility totally and just, you know, go down and see the banker. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're talking to various clients, you see all those philo- philosophies. Yep. Do you see either one of them as being right or wrong? I, I don't, you know, and it, and it comes down to the philosophy of the, of the parent and mm-hmm. uh, and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And whatever that may be, then, you know, there's a solution or a workaround for that. Yeah. <clears throat> and what their resources mm-hmm. are. Sure. I mean, very few people who are making a half million dollars a year are asking their kids mm-hmm. to get college loans. Right. But there are a lot of people out there trying to raise two or three or four mm-hmm. kids on less than fifty grand a year, right. and they didn't have a whole lot to come see Cooler sure. and Labus and put in a college account. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is, based on you know work ethic and circumstances and career path and what what your chosen profession is. All right. that stuff right. is part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not trying to make people who have not saved for college feel guilty. But we do want you to think of the various avenues that are available, even if you've gotten to 18 and there's no money in that account. So we're going to talk about that when we come back from this break on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk 94.3. Mr. Murphy, what do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. 
pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinthal-Corn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. Carlton & Company is your full-service accounting firm licensed in Mississippi. We offer a broad range of services for businesses and individuals and are able to tailor those services to meet your exact needs. We're professional, experienced, and friendly. Please call us today at 662-286-8496 or stop by our office at 306 Foot Street and we'll be happy to discuss how we can assist you or your business. Carlton & Company, our strength, your numbers. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Hey guys, Jerry Eskridge with Mattress Gallery. We have a $79 twin, a $149 queen, and a $299 king every day. That's what we offer at Mattress Gallery. You don't have to wait for a sale to get those bargains. Our goal is to always have a comfort level for everyone's pocketbook. We carry national brands at factory direct pricing with financing and delivery. Remember, buy your furniture from a furniture store, but buy your mattress from the Mattress Gallery. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Carlton & Company, accountants, bookkeepers, and they are there because your numbers are their strength. We thank uh, Renee and everybody associated with the CPAs at Carlton & Company for being such fine sponsors of the Advisors Roundtable. We thank all of our sponsors here at the Advisors Roundtable. If you're in a business and you'd be interested in sponsoring the Advisors Roundtable, uh, we uh, may need to talk to you. Just call the radio station uh, because uh, we are in the process of possibly expanding. And uh, we may have the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the airtime for an extra or an extra sponsor or two right. on the Advisors Roundtable. So, uh, Give the sales associates uh, uh, associated with the Super Talk a call, uh, and uh, they'd be glad to talk to you about sponsoring the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, we're talking about saving for college and making it a priority and talking about it. And um, I want to talk about what happens. What would you advise somebody to do if they walk in and say, Little Johnny just turned 18. He's a senior in high school, and here it is. February, mm -hmm. and I haven't saved anything. 
for college? What are my options? What does little Johnny need to do? What does my family need to do? What's available at the community and senior college level? Uh, what do you think? So what would you tell them? Jump off the Tallahatchie Bridge <laughs> and forget about it? Uh, is there hope? I, you know, I think there is hope. There's always hope. Yeah. There's always a workaround or a solution for, for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in this case, they're, uh, you know, down to the wire, mm-hmm. I guess, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Don't have anything saved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Well, mm-hmm. you know, they f- first start by filling out the free application for federal student aid. That's right. Yeah, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> um, right. And from that point, you know, they will uh, they will find out if there's any aid available to them. And maybe. And there may be. Yeah. Very well maybe. Pell grants right. and all that sort yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. and various kinds of low interest yeah. or no mm-hmm. interest loans and that's stackers. kind of the jumping off point for mm-hmm. for loans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and financial aid packages, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's I think in Mississippi, especially uh, a tremendous community college system here. We're so blessed. So, you know, you don't have to go to a four-year university immediately. No, no. College. Freshman English is freshman English at most places the same. You can live at home. You can commute every day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You can probably arrange your schedule to where you're only working on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you could work yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're starting to think, you know, practically, right. How to address this mm-hmm. issue. I mean, we want little Johnny to go to college or sure. at least try it. Mm-hmm. So why jump in with two feet and go get this big loan to, for him to mm-hmm. go off to senior college right out of the chute when we haven't saved anything, that's very, very, very yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's a it's the most expensive way to address the issue. And I'm going to say something here, and and, and it's I, I think just uh, due to a, a product of the time that I that I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was growing up, I remember very specifically. Well, if you don't have money for college, there's always the military. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was almost seen as like a a last resort or a last option, you know, go serve in the military and then you'll get the the military money, but you know, uh, pay for college, that sort of thing. Yeah. Looking back on it, I don't necessarily think that it should have been a a last resort. I think it's a good option. Because there are many individuals out there who, (laughs) for instance, may not be ready for college yet. Yeah. And the military may just be exactly what they need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the military, you can uh, the military actually has its own community college. Oh yeah, you know you can come out with an associate's degree. Oh yeah, uh, you know yeah. In, in your service time if you apply yourself just right. That's exactly right. And then you come out and you go to a four year uh, program or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've got a friend who's about to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, which is odd to say that, but, you know, he spent 21, 22 years in the military, and here he is about, about to retire. Considering what he has done, right? Uh, he mm-hmm. deserves it. Sure. I mean, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, right? financially, mm-hmm. what he has given up for his country. Right. Don't stand in my way while I mm-hmm. try to help him get to the retirement line. Sure. Because, doggone it, yeah. that boy deserves mm-hmm. it. And he's earned it. Right. But along the way... 
I mean, he could come out at the end of 21 years if he wanted to, and they would have paid for him to be a Ph.D. by now. Absolutely. If he had wanted yeah. to study that much. Mm-hmm. And he could have gotten most of that for about free. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, that's a great option yeah. for a lot of people who have no money at 18. So, you know, and I say that because uh, I think the military used to have this negative connotation associated mm-hmm. with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I really hope that that has changed. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. and and you know, there's so many different jobs within the mm-hmm. military that you can get and that you can do, administrative jobs, medical jobs. Right. Uh, that you know, I'm 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 not trying to become a recruiter here and do a right. recruiter's job mm-hmm. for him or her. But on the other hand, it is a viable option that some of the parents yeah. who may be or grandparents mm-hmm. who may be listening to us and they know little Johnny has no money, mm-hmm. but he's a pretty good student. Right. Which leads me to my next point. If he's a decent student, you know, he's got probably one or two more times he can take mm-hmm. that ACT. Right. Uh, there's some good money available mm-hmm. out there for that. Yeah. If we can get that score up, we could get some scholarships, mm-hmm. maybe some grant and aid, uh, consider the military. There, It's not all lost if you haven't done it. Sure. Now, I will tell you, your options and your flexibility are less, mm-hmm. but that's true in any walk of life. Sure. I mean, Phil sitting over there, a multimillionaire, he's got more options when mm-hmm. we get ready to shop for cars than I do. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. Right? I mean, he's the- probably going to wind up with the Ford F-150. <laughs> yeah. Used. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. he got to be a multimillionaire. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. true. Um, but he does, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He has more options. They're going to be nicer to him. Right. I, I hate to say it. It's the way mm-hmm. our society is. It's the way humans are. They just, you know, he, like, he's probably going to walk in with maybe somebody there knowing him, and they're going to whisper and say, hey, hey, there's that guy's got all that money. So let's start him on that end of the line. Right. Where all the options are. When the other dude comes in and we don't know him or we run his credit mm-hmm. score, and we see he may be able to qualify for this one mm-hmm. and this one and this one. Right. It's the way we say it down in Lower Alabama. Right. Not this one, uh-huh. but this one. All right. So uh, there are very few uns, very few ones mm-hmm. on the on on the showroom floor that some of us could qualify for, and that's just because of where we are and the resources we have. The more resources you have, the more options you have. Right. Especially when it comes to buying something, and you're really just buying an education, aren't That's you? That's right. I mean, yeah, you got to earn it, and yeah, you got to mm-hmm. study, but they didn't give it to you for free. It's got to be paid for. Um, so if little Johnny's 18 years old and you haven't saved anything for him, you do have some hope. Right. You do have some options. Um, it, I would say exhaust them all. Mm-hmm. Go see the guidance counselor at your school. Talk to your kid about taking the ACT one more time. Uh, talk to an Army recruiter. Go talk to mm-hmm. a banker. Look it up online. Go to the admissions office at the local community college. Walk down and talk to the guy who runs the local grocery store who has a help wanted sign mm-hmm. in the front window and say, Hey, I'm little Johnny. And I'm thinking about going to college. Will you work with my schedule? 
Can I work afternoons? Can I work nights? Bubba says I can get a full load and just go right. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can work me Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Will that be okay? We could probably come up with a plan right. this morning. Mm-hmm. Really and truly, there's hope. We could come up with a plan this morning. Now, you may not have all the same options that you know the guy who owns the local cotton gin sure and his little rich daughter have right but you got some Mm -hmm. and it's enough of a standard that we want to set it's enough of a requirement it's enough of an expectation that we're going to spend two or three hours looking around asking questions maybe coming and talking to bubba and he can give you three or four things that you should think about three or four reasons to have hope but I'd love to see more and more people walking around with college degrees because I think it would increase your minimum earnings, which would open up maximum earnings. Hope we talked on something that you really wanted here today at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with SA Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Mm-hmm.